I welcome you to When Tragedy Strikes by Jason McDonald. Hello, namaste, tashi dele. Hope you're doing well, my friends. <clears throat> this is episode number two of When Tragedy Strikes, which is a experience-based teaching about what I went through yesterday, October 9th, 2022. I had a head-on collision with another vehicle when I was driving through an intersection. Somebody pulled in front of me and caused a head-on collision. And so I'm using this experience of mine to share challenges and wisdom so that people can understand what I experienced. That's what this uh, class is going to be about. One thing that I want to do before I move on is just a quick overview. What I talked about last episode, which was episode one, was the fact that any experience in our life can be our guru. Our guru is not only a living person who's teaching us, and we should not only practice Dharma when we're sitting on a cushion, meditating, etc. What we should do is we should make our whole life the Dharma so that we can truly learn and saturate the Dharma into our mind, into our heart, into every cell of our being. And so that's what my experience might be able to help you understand is I'm looking at this horrible car accident, which I walked away very with very minor injuries. I'm very, very blessed. But I'm looking at it. It is very traumatic nonetheless. It's a, it's a traumatic thing to go through. But I'm looking at it as a powerful aid to learning. So hopefully you can sort of see that as I continue forward. On episode two, I'd like to talk about trauma. What is trauma? It's, it's the way that I would define it is trauma is what we experience when something so overwhelming happens that our body and mind cannot process it. I'm no expert about trauma, but I have some insights just purely based on what I experienced since yesterday, almost 24, almost exactly 24 hours ago from right now. One thing that I would sort of explain is, you know, when you talk about examples of trauma, what are some of those examples? One could be a violent situation where something violent happens either to you or near you. A car accident could be very traumatic. A health scare, a near-death experience, an assault, somebody, you know, physically or sexually assaults you, that would be very traumatic. All of these things would be examples of trauma. Now, one of the things that this experience taught me, which I've been thinking a lot about even before the experience, but there is no substitute for a powerful, scary, overwhelming situation which can shake you and wake you up and bring you into this moment and show you that life is extremely precious and extremely fragile. And really what it comes down to is that anything can happen at any moment. Let me say that again. Anything can happen at any moment. And that means we have to drop the illusion of control. And the way that we do that is we have to really understand and contemplate 
that we have to learn how to accept uncertainty. Most of us don't like uncertainty. We want to plan things. We want things to go according to the plan. We want them to go the way we want them to go. We want them to be stable, reliable, and really we want to control everything. Yesterday when I had my car accident, I was driving to a beautiful forest, a nature preserve. I love going there and walking through, hiking through the trails. Here in Indiana, it's called Ritchie Woods. And I thought I was going to go have a beautiful hike. I didn't. I didn't have that hike. I'm not in control. Since anything can happen at any minute, and since we don't know the future, we need to embrace uncertainty. And we really should stop being surprised when things happen. We really should try to deeply understand that everything's uncertain and literally anything can happen anytime and especially anything can happen when you're least expecting it. Get in the habit of just revisiting this powerful truth each day. If you do this, if you revisit the fact anything can happen at any time, then you will expect the unexpected and you'll be at peace when all types of different tragedies unfold. If you don't revisit this accepting uncertainty each day, then when the tragedies come, or even just minor things like losing a job, or maybe that's not minor for some people, but you know, losing a job or having an argument with a friend or family member, those things can be almost overwhelming if you don't get yourself in the mindset of embracing uncertainty on a deep level. So I really, if I were you, I would build this into your daily meditation. I know I'm going to. Embrace the unexpected. Embrace uncertainty. Embrace that control is a total illusion. All we can really do is have in positive, pure motivation, positive intention, positive aspiration. May everything I do be for the benefit of sentient beings. But know this, whether or not you have certain intentions and plans, and even if you're doing great practice, tragedies will come to your doorstep. And when they come, if you're prepared, you will be so much more comfortable. I hope you, I hope you understand this. I didn't think I was going to get in a head-on collision yesterday. I didn't think that I was going to see my life flash before my eyes, but I did. I, that happened. And now the next day I'm thinking, oh, wow, I'm alive. I have the, I'm breathing. I have this precious life. I have to practice Dharma more, even more than before. I have to practice so much better. That's where I'm at now. Another thing I learned yesterday was the importance of embracing vulnerability. The lack of control of a traumatic event really contributed to my vulnerability. I felt powerless. I felt vulnerable. I felt fragile. I felt extremely scared, ex extremely anxious. And that was unnerving and overwhelming. I felt, found myself vulnerable after the crash because I couldn't calm myself down. At one point, I asked the firefighter, can I go sit over here in the grass? And I tried to go sit in meditation style and there's 
ambulances and cops everywhere and firefighters and paramedics. People are running around. It was a, it was a dramatic situation. But I tried to sit down and, and rest. I didn't get any, anywhere with that. I wasn't able to calm down. Actually, the second I sat down and tried to breathe, the firefighters came up and started taking my blood pressure. And my blood pressure was very high. And I said, of course my blood pressure is high. I just almost died, you know? Like, that's not surprising. You know, that's what I was thinking. So I knew that that would fix itself. But that vulnerability is... If we can really embrace the fact that we're vulnerable and fragile and impermanent and we can die any minute, I'm here to tell you we can die any minute and you don't know how that's going to come. You could be sitting and the roof falls in on your head. You could be eating and you choke. Anything can happen. I'm not telling you that because I want to scare you. I don't want to scare you. That's not. I have compassion for you. I'm doing this video to help. I want you to understand that we are in, we are very vulnerable and we have to really think about that. After my accident, I vacillated, kind of switched between extreme fear and then at times acceptance. I was accepting the situation and then other times anxiety and then fear of uncertainty because I opted to not go to the hospital last night after the accident. And so then I was really sore. My chest and ribs hurt and I was worried, am I going to be okay? Am I going to be here in the morning? So there was just this whole range, a flood, a waterfall of emotions that I experienced. It's really critical to understand that our lack of control is not only a characteristic of tragedies like a car accident. We don't have control of anything. The, the lack of control is a characteristic of the samsaric fire that we find ourselves living in. The first screen of this video series I'm doing has a fire. And that is the fire of samsara blazing. And whether you're in the path or not, that fire is going to blaze. And there's nothing we can do. This is not a... This life, the Buddha said, first noble, first noble truth, there is suffering. Why? Well, because we have self-grasping and self-cherishing and we cycle in samsara. Birth, old age, sickness, death. Rebirth, old age, sickness, death. Again and again since time without beginning. So this, this samsaric experience is a fire and it's characterized by a lot of different things, one of which is those traumatic, tragic, events that will that show our fragility our vulnerability the fact that we are helpless in a lot of situations bottom line is we're not in control unforeseen events like the car crash although usually not as severe tend to pop up at every turn of our lives so as you make plans embrace vulnerable embrace your own vulnerability embrace your fragility embrace the fact that you don't have control over everything you have control over the intentions the aspirations you make may i become a buddha to benefit all beings may i as i wake up and get out of bed may i benefit as many sentient beings as possible you we can do that but 
when we make plans, we, we can't see or know if it's even possible to fulfill those plans. Another thing that came to mind for me yesterday was the thought of surrender. The more we can surrender to the fact we are not in control, the more comfortable we will be. I'm not saying that we should stop taking smart action in our lives. I'm not saying you should do nothing. I'm not even saying that you should not try to plan and execute what you think is best for your life, because you should. But when you try to plan and execute, please know you're not in control because anything can happen at any time. Unforeseen events, chaotic events, they're going to come. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So you have to expect these things. And surrendering to the fact that we're not in control is really very, very helpful because the more we understand we're not in control, the more we let go. And then instead of squeezing the mind and trying to really assert our control, we, we will let go. And then we'll be much more peaceful. One thing that caught me by surprise was the fact that I had so much adrenaline in my body. Adrenaline is the fight or flight chemical. The body releases adrenaline when we are in danger. So from an evolutionary perspective, adrenaline was there to help us run away from tigers and bears and lions and pumas and cheetahs or whatever, right? So we needed adrenaline to be able to, to fight or run away, fight or flight. So after that car accident, the adrenaline that was released in my body was all-consuming. It was a level of energy and alertness that was uncontrollable. I had no control over it. It was as if I drank 100 cups of coffee. So this is a biological trigger the body does. And that adrenaline, I believe, can you know, contribute to the trauma, you know, the, the level of how traumatic a situation is and how overwhelming it feels. To, to one degree could be a result of the adrenaline that we experience. Uh, when I came home after my car accident, nobody's at my home. I was home alone. I walked in. I wanted to sit down and try to chant or meditate, but I just kept walking around. I couldn't, I couldn't calm down. And that was because my body's biochemical response to the tragedy or the trauma of the car accident, the head-on collision, was adrenaline. So adrenaline was running through every vein of my body, through all my, my channels and my, you know, all of the, all of the, the, the subtle and, and, and subtler channels in my body. And it was, it was washing over me and I couldn't control it. So what I did was immediately when I got home, I went on a 40 minute, 40 or 50 minute walk. And then that did start to help me. But even after that, I got home and I still was extremely on edge. And I didn't, my heart didn't really slow down until my car accident was around 5 p.m. I don't think my heart stopped beating fast until maybe midnight. So when we have tra traumatic experience, if, you, if this adrenaline comes up, 
sort of, you have to understand you can't control it. Maybe the most important thing I learned was patience and self-compassion. Immediately after the accident, actually a little precursor, I meditate a lot. I, I, I chant, to, you know, Tibetan Sanskrit mantras. I meditate, I do silent meditation, shamatha breath meditation, Dzogchen and Mahamudra, resting in naked awareness, resting in Rigpa. I do all of these practices. So I'm not advanced, but my mind is pretty stable for the most part. I rarely have any sort of anger or anxiety. It really takes a major event for me to get really pushed around by my mind or by my emotions. And so this experience dominated me. The level of energy in my body over, overtook me and I couldn't calm down and I found myself kind of judging my Dharma wisdom and judging my practice and thinking, why can't you just get it together? And I, at a certain point, I, I began to realize that's foolishness. What I really needed was self-compassion because I had just been in a near-death experience and who knows why I was able to walk away from that. Billions of, or millions of people die each day in car wrecks and they're not so lucky like I was. So really having self-compassion for the pain that we're going through. And self-compassion, it, it can be a little bit of a thin line between selfishness and self-compassion or self-love. Self-compassion is just that voice in your head that says, it's okay, you had a hard day, my friend. You, you almost died, my friend. It's okay. Relax. You can. It's okay to be a little scared. It's okay to be. It's okay to be terrified. It's okay to be completely crazy and out of control. Okay, and 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 that's important. And just saying it's okay. I'm with you. I love you. Saying that to yourself is fine. Now, don't. Next session, I'll talk about self cherishing because I did experience. The overwhelming thought of selfishness, which pops up, and I'll talk more about that next session. But overall, this was session two. And again, I was just sharing some of the experiential things that I learned through this process. And I hope it helps somebody. I really do. That's why I'm sharing these. I want it to help people so that it doesn't go to waste. Okay, I love you all. I dedicate the merit of this Dharma activity to all mother sentient beings. May they become Buddhas in one lifetime after receiving the merit. Emma Ho. Bye, friends. Love you all.